Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. It's the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio. We're here to talk about football, good football, real football, and with me to talk about football is the next Atlanta Legends quarterback, Sam Gresses. Hey, it's it's really cool how, like, my favorite thing, and we're going to get into this, but but as you all know, if you've been listening to the podcast, we're going to be talking AAF today. American Alliance of Football, or is it just American Alliance Football? I have no idea. It's Alliance of American Football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Such a bad, such a bad name. Not a, it's not a good name. It's it's very clunky. Does not acronym well. It doesn't roll off the tongue. No. It, it's not a good name. I wish they'd come up with a better name. Me too, me too. But, but you know what? I'm happy with it. Y- you remember... You're I, I, if you've been listening to the podcast for the past few weeks, or honestly over the past month or so, you've heard us sort of discover this league existed and then during the podcast, if I remember right, we were, we were all bemoaning the NFL and I was like wondering if there was any competing league. And then we both realized it was this year. It was literally happening in like a month. Yeah. So we've been talking it up. I'm, we're ground floor fans and- Uh I will admit I was I was turning I was tuning in this weekend mostly so that I could follow through with all of our hype right because I feel yes. like it would have been very disingenuous for us to like talk about it for 3 weeks and then not watch it mm-hmm. so I had I felt like I had to watch it and I was I was free enough Saturday night and I tuned it in and I did not expect it to be good right I I've seen arena football. I've seen it live. I've tried to care. I couldn't. I just couldn't bring myself to give a shit. Mm-hmm. I was bored. I mo- the arena football games I went to for like five bucks with some friends. We spent the entire time basically mocking it. <laughs> it was not quality football in a way that was entertaining. So right. when I turned on the AAF, I was essentially expecting that i i knew the rules were a little bit closer to what we were used to in the nfl with some notable exceptions and i just kind of expected bad football and i got watchable football yeah it it was significantly more entertaining than i expected it to be i watched all four games most of all four games. I was a little bit busy on Sunday, mm-hmm. but I watched most of all four games and I generally had a good time. I was not expecting to, and I did. I I actually greatly enjoyed myself. It was it was watchable football. Yeah. Yeah, it was super cool. And I, I so we're the all I am a fan of all of the rule changes. I think that they played out exactly like probably best case scenario for every like for every rule change right it was like oh yeah no actually the two-point conversion has made the scores a whole lot more interesting and made people have to deal with things in different ways that's super fun i i don't know about you i didn't it was weird to get used to the kickoffs not happening but i didn't miss them like i didn't didn't miss miss kickoffs i think the weirdest part was probably because I turned on, I was mostly watching the Legends versus the Apollos. Yeah, like same. Uh, the, the game I was, I just had a better, like, stream of. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. That, that was the game I was just enjoying more because one, I wanted to watch Atlanta so I could talk about Atlanta with you. And two, yeah. like it's just like the Apollos were probably the team that I thought looked the best. Yeah, and and that played so, out, didn't it? Mm-hmm. And basically, um, Apollos all the way, baby. Ground floor, day one. I've been a fan since day one. Don't I, call me a bandwagon. I didn't. I, I thought you were. <laughs> so here's my thing. You're you're down. I'm. You are more than welcome to pick the Apollos. But I remember. I remember, and I'm not trying to put you on blast, but I remember you picking randomly the Memphis Express at some point. I think I picked the Memphis Express because Christian Hackenberg was the quarterback. Oh yeah, and and and, <laughs> and he put up a total. Yeah, let's let's figure out. I wanna I wanna see. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Anyway, like I I picked the Express because when we first discovered the league, Mike Singletary was the coach. Uh-huh. Christian Hackenberg was the quarterback. And I did it because of memes. Yeah, oh, for I sure. I didn't actually give a shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I did it because of memes. When I was watching the games, and, like, honestly, at this point, literally everyone is a bandwagoner. Yeah, yeah of course. Especially people who live in a town that does not have a team, and the closest team to me is Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't, like, it, this was basically ground floor no matter what team you're really rooting for. This, you could pull off anybody. And if anything, like, I think the Giants, like, because every AAF team has, like, rights within the NFL. Yes. To, like, within, like, the like the Apollos have, like, four or five teams that they get the rights to the players. It's a little wonky, that, but, but, yeah, there's, like... It's weird, but I think the Apollos actually do have rights for the Giants. So it's not, like... It's completely out of the blue, mm-hmm. and there were some giant old Giants players that I saw on there. Mm-hmm. It, it, the bottom line is, it doesn't matter. Everyone's a bandwagoner. Choose whatever team you want. At this point, I'm just here to support it because I had a good time watching it, and I want to see some. Generally, what I've been most surprised about in this whole thing is that the response to it has been positive. In other sports Same. media, like Sports Illustrated likes it, ESPN likes it, like USA Today is covering it. Like, there's a big. The only people I saw that didn't enjoy it were basically the people who were already convinced it would suck and didn't watch it. Right, right, and well, that's and that's why it's surprising to me that all of these fucking talking heads. Like, I haven't watched. I I don't know about like Sports Center how it's being covered on TV, but at least on like sports blogs that like everyone reads everyone's like you know what this opening weekend was all right like it wasn't bad some of the even even the blowouts were fun as hell it was awesome to watch you know memphis express get beaten the hell out of themselves and everyone's dunking on christian hattenberg it It was was fun to watch watchable it was fun to watch the orlando apollos just like her chuck it downfield every other play and and make it happen like, uh, yeah, it was it was watchable football, and it'll only get better as the teams get better, right? And play yeah, against as, each as other. As a more. little bit more coalesces, we'll probably have some a little bit. It'll be more even, and things will be more interesting. There's ten weeks. Uh, I think it mm-hmm. ends in April. Mm-hmm. So basically, if you don't give a shit about draft prospects, yeah, which I honestly don't. This is good. Like, yeah. This is this is football. We get football until April, and maybe it's not like pure highest level football, 
but it's more than serviceable. It's watchable football, and it's got a lot of almost every rule change they have in this uh, new league is feels like it's a test run yes. for potential NFL changes. Like yep. I think the one thing that really sets this league apart as opposed to like every other football alternate football league that started up is that the AAF is partnered with the NFL. The NFL does not view the AAF as competition. Yeah. It yeah. seems to be treating it as a minor league as a as like a development system, kind of like how NBA teams send players over to Europe to play for a couple years. Right. That's a really that's a really good analogy because it's not like the G League because it isn't it like isn't affiliated with um with the NFL, right? It's not affiliated with the NFL, but there is an agreement where like the NFL can sign folks from the I mean, we saw that already happen with Josh Johnson before the season even started, right? So like mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's a really apt analogy and I think that's really Smart because on two levels, like for folks like like me who kind of hate how the NFL works in a lot of ways, it makes me happy because it's not like it's not the NFL. This is not the NFL and the rules are different and it seems more player focused, at least as of now. But also like as much as I love um, would love the NFL having a genuine comp- uh, competition league. Yeah that could fight it and potentially make it become a, you know, better league because it has to, because it doesn't have a monopoly on American football. Mm -hmm. This is probably the next best thing in that it's another league that the NFL is perfectly fine with and using and partnering with that is still not the league and offers us an alternative that's still close enough to what we know and want. it's also the the thing is it's also no like if the XFL when it launches next year positions itself as a direct competitor to the NFL it's going to fail. And like that kind of sucks, right? But I I think that I think that the first step think- and it's under well it's underhanded, but I think the first step for any league that's going to at some point compete with the NFL is to start with a partnership. In the kind, in the way that the AAF does, so that it can grow and become more legitimate before it eventually establishes itself as its own competing league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's because this cause, could be a ground floor for something that maybe, if this league is successful, maybe ten years down the line, it's expanded to like sixteen teams. Right. It's gotten um, there's a little bit higher level players who aren't immediately getting the positions they want on NFL teams are just, you know, straight up signing with AAF teams so that they can play as starters, like that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like there is potential for this to build up. It's still extremely early. We've had exactly one week, but this is best case scenario. We're talking here. Right. Right. And it's also like, because, because otherwise, how do you get the talent? Right. Like uh, there's no, like, it's very lucky that the AAF got even got the talent that they did. I think it's 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 tough to launch something from day one and like have people who people want to watch and 
and still like still position yourself as like no we're not the nfl we're not gonna play ball with them so like yeah I, was i'm a... with you no no okay go go for it sorry no that was it i was just i'm, I'm with okay. you on that <laughs> that was it like there's a lot of things that the af aaf i keep wanting to say afl yeah the a the aaf uh did in week one that i think most people tuned in out of curiosity and stuck with it because they did a lot of things right and one we can we can kind of go down this because it's kind of the the minor differences of the nfl are probably what's going were some of the most intriguing elements to the games because Mm -hmm. the games themselves were there was there was like one that was like actually a legitimately good game where it wasn't like a blowout yeah the score was in the end where there wasn't one team that was clearly better than the other. Yeah. But they were all still watchable. But there, there was a lot of rule changes. And we, we touched on kickoffs. And I got to say, when the when the Apollos and the Legends first came out, and they just put the ball at the 25. Yeah. And, and they walked out. I was like, I know there's no kickoffs, but it feels like something was missing. Mm-hmm. Like, having a kickoff at the very first like moment of the game it feels like it's a kickoff like there's no there's no like start to the game right in the aaf they just put the ball down and then they hike it for the first time even if it does feel it does feel like there's something missing there even if they just have the kicker just like kick the ball really really far you know he's he's the only one out on the field there it's to me it's like a theater thing right where you have like the curtain coming up or or whatever like the the starter gun at the beginning of a race or the the tip off at the beginning of a basketball game um it's or or the puck drop right like in hockey that that is something that, that is like the only thing i miss about the kickoff is that like at the beginning of the game and at the beginning of the half that there i i feel like there should be I get you. There should be some sort of marker or button. And I, I don't know if it has Even, to be a kickoff, but like. Yeah, it's that it, it feels like there needs to be a shooting gun. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For lack of a better term, it, there needs to be a shooting, a starting gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what it is, just having the ball set down after the coin toss and then having everyone get into position feels weird. Yeah. And again. It's one week. We're not used to it. Maybe we'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. So that was the that was the first major rule change. And generally, the lack of kickoffs after that point, great. Right. I didn't miss them. Didn't right. even notice they were gone, honestly. Mm-hmm. I just watched it. I love the two-point conversion rule. There was no, none of that extra point crap. The two-point so conversion good. rule so was good. great. Made everything a lot more interesting because a lot of them were stopped and a lot of them were successful. It just added a lot more variety to some of the scores and things that were happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the biggest change that I think almost everyone who was watching was really excited about was the cameras and microphones on the booth reviewer as they were reviewing plays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. we got to see a, cu- a number of plays that were, you know, debatable. Like, did he catch it? 
and it went to the booth and for the Apollos and Legends game it was I think the Apollos first catch it was the first touchdown yeah yeah you you tweeted about it yeah it was a controversial catch it was hilarious It it was basically a perfect well was that a catch scenario and watching the replay it was definitely ambiguous enough that they could have called it either way Mm-hmm. But what was great was that we weren't sitting there for five, ten minutes um, looking at slow motion replays with the announcers trying to fill airtime and occasional cuts to like the bench or occasional cuts to the referee under the hood trying to decide. And then the decision just coming out. We were watching the booth official. In this case, it was some woman, and she was watching the replays, and she's basically watching the different replays. You can hear her talking to herself, just like, all right, like, it doesn't look like he has control here. Like, I think we're going to stand it. And then you see what I thought was exciting was you saw the moment where she changed her mind, where she's like, oh, this replay, oh, this replay is a little different. It looks like he gets his hand under it and keeps Mm -hmm. it secure. I I think we're going to overturn it. This is going to be a touchdown catch. Like, that was, it, it ruined a little bit of the surprise, but it was so refreshing to see the thought process of a referee and hear, like, well, what th- what these people are thinking, what they're in, the people that are in charge, how are they working? The transparency was excellent, and everyone I saw on Twitter who was watching the game loved it. It, it helps you learn the game, too, it, it, and it makes you it makes you view things in a different way. Like I, I, one of the coolest, and everyone was like, oh, they're they're dunking on them. Uh, One of the coolest things I saw on Twitter the other day, and it wasn't football, but it was this kind of same thing, was um, an official, I think it was like the ref union um, for basketball on Twitter was responding to like this dude who posted a video of someone going up for a layup and like taking like six steps uh, and being like, oh, welcome to the NBA where this isn't traveling. And and the refs like literally broke it down. It was like, no, you're able to take two steps on the way to the basket. So they took they took those two steps. He loses the ball. He loses control of the ball, regains control of the ball in the span of another two steps, and then takes one more on the way to the basket. So actually, that's, that's what that is. I don't know. I... I am all for anything that that takes people. It's one of the fucking anno- most annoying things in sports is people arguing about over whether or not something is a catch or not, or like arguing with the refs when they disagree with you, unless it's blatant, and that's always fun. But I, it's just so mundane and so not fun. And when you get when you get that kind of insight the what were they thinking argument doesn't like because you know you know what they're thinking you can be like oh okay they were wrong or i disagree but okay it's it's different and i fucking love it so much i love it so much i think it's interesting that you bring up that specific moment because everyone i know who was who follows basketball more closely than we do yeah uh hates the NBA with that shit? Yeah, they do. Because, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> because essentially they, the NBA, from what I could tell, seems to have a problem where even no matter how bad a call is, 
the NBA will come out on Twitter the next day and explain how it was actually the right call. Yeah. They will not take any responsibility for fucking it up. Mm-hmm. Like this has been a, a like a meme that I've noticed and everybody I was listen I talked to about that whole play and I listened to some radio just like, no, that was a fucking travel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't really lose control. That was a fucking travel. And this was just the NBA covering their asses again. I didn't but I didn't see that I, part, I, but yeah. I, I agree with your point. Mm-hmm. Like transparency. I like that they were trying to explain it. And even if everyone thinks that the NBA was still wrong, yeah. at least they're trying to explain the line of reasoning that they were using. Right. So that you can kind of make that judgment call f- for yourself in the future because now you know more what they're looking at it's also uh, and maybe this is just me being kind of a grouch but it's more fun to disagree with someone when you know their thought process right it, it makes for exactly, a better yeah. argument right like you you can't if you're if you want to be that person disputing a bad call and 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 explain every way in which the person you are arguing with is wrong, you can only go so far if you don't know the thought process, right? Having the whole thought process Mm -hmm. in front of you allows you to go point by point and pick apart every single loose thread in the argument and tear it to pieces. And that's more fun. It's way more fun, and it makes for better debate. It's It's true. It's very true. Because everybody was just like, all right, this is what the NBA said. Well, guess what? He didn't fucking lose control in those two steps. Uh They're full of shit. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. So that's that's good. So that was the big change in the AAF Mm -hmm. that I think everybody was big on. Um, One of the things that I think you even mentioned to me that you weren't keen on was the blitz rule. Yeah, yeah. So the blitz rule, if you're not familiar, is essentially that – um, blitzes are kind of restrictive in what you can do in the AAF. You can't have like corner blitzes or safety blitzes. It has to be someone who's like on the line. Um, you can't do it so frequently. There's, there's restrictions on blitzes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of to cover the fact that the offensive lines aren't top talent. Yeah. And, and like the quarterbacks, like it's, they kind of want to keep things safe. Like, these are developmental quarterbacks. You don't want all these people getting injured immediately. Like, it it makes sense, but it does take a little bit out of the defensive blast. We also did see a couple, like, and this was, it was mostly, like, NFL stands, at least that I saw on uh, Twitter, being like, welcome to the AAF, where this hood is legal, and it was, I forget what team, but some dude just got absolutely I laid out. it was the San Diego it was the San Diego fleet game mm-hmm. against the commanders. And I can't remember which team got clobbered, but someone like it was, it was the kind of thing that would have almost gotten you ejected. Yeah. In an NFL. It, it was like, pretty It bad. was just a good solid thunk. Mm-hmm. Took him out. And I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that, that's the kind of stuff that'll get clean, not cleaned up, but like fixed. And I'm also of the mind that, well, not to excuse the the no call, and I, I don't want to excuse any of that, but at the same time, the people there's there's a little bit of dishonesty in in I think the people that are like welcome to the AAF where this hit is legal, w- defending a league that 
brushes concussions off and that that has successfully has successfully reframed the concussion conversation to be about big hits right because big hits aren't really what causes concussions and cte sure they like they're not good and a big hit can cause a whole bunch of other horrific problems but cte is generally caused by smaller a lot of smaller hits over a long period of time um so you know i there's there's a little bit more shit going on there and again i you know this is i was talking about like how i hope that the aaf has uh a more real focus on player safety hopefully i'm not proven wrong i might very well be but you know we'll see we'll see it's it's a developing league yeah we're we're going we're it's going to be a fun watch if you're we're on the ground floor it's all starting there's going to be growing pains Mm -hmm. there's going to be adjustments there's going to be fixes all we're here to do is to see what happens and support things that we like and i like football and this was football i'm you know what i'm really excited for next week that i i didn't realize was happening uh is i so i remember talking about like a while ago because this was part of the their like the aaf pitch uh that they probably told investors or whatever um there they launched an app which i didn't use last week Um, i didn't know about the app so so there's there's an app in the uh, apparently the at least what they're selling and i don't know if it works but the cool shit about the app is it it integrates a bunch of wearable technology and like I think it's GPS and shit uh, that players are wearing so that you can see you can literally like live see avatars like on your phone as if you're streaming the game like running the plays kind of in real time with a very low level of latency. So you can, like, it's literally kind of like watching a Madden game or, like, more accurately, Tech Mobile because the graphics aren't great. Um, in the app, it also has, and this is, they, I can't remember, but there was an app that used to do this. Or I think it was, if you watched, if you had, like, the NFL app on Xbox, if you watched it on Xbox, you could, like, play these little quizzes during the game like what's the next play gonna be will they score a touchdown and you got like you got little points and you can level up but you can do all that within the app you can pick the next play you can try and spy what the defense is doing and it's also got integrated fantasy you can yeah in real time pick the next play you can bet on a touchdown um level up do do all that shit of course there's i think there's like daily fantasy shit because they got to make money too um but i i don't know i i love this kind of shit i love this kind of interactive shit because one it's fun and i'm a trivia nerd so i i love that shit and two i am notoriously for someone who loves football as much as i do i'm notoriously bad at everything that's not like when i play madden i don't understand defensive schemes at all still i don't either like i can't i, I, I cannot I avoid read them. playing madden for coming kind of that reason that 
the X's and O's and picking plays and all that stuff. Yeah, no, I'm not good at that. I like I know what offense beats a cover two, but I don't. I still don't know how a cover two works, other than that there are two wide blue circles, like twenty yards <laughs> upfield, right? Like that's it. That's all I got. So yeah, so I'm like super excited to uh, to like try that. See if see if it works. So yeah, you get real time animation of each game. Um, you get uh, precast analytics and interactive features. So you yeah you have like real time data when you play fantasy football. I'm gonna have to like check this out for next week. I'll like give you an app review because it, this could be very bare bones. But even if it is bare bones, I am very entertained by literally just like calling the next play. Apparently, like during the the opening weekend, like it was the most used sports app. No shit. The Play Store. Mm. So it, which was kind of interesting. Like there were, it was like this. The AAF actually in ratings beat the NBA games that were on at the same time. Wow. Yeah, I I remember it was yeah the the kickoff night for the AAF beat the NBA games that were on at the same time. Mm -hmm. There people watched this. There was like I don't remember seeing a lot about it. I saw some articles on like nfl.com or espn but i didn't really see like a ton of hype then again i don't watch tv so i don't know if there were commercials Mm -hmm. and we only knew about it because we randomly discovered it that one day there were a lot less commercials there were like picture in picture commercials um at least on the on the broadcast i was watching on my phone and uh and it was like yeah that was it was very like not only was the football watchable the the production was watchable too and i that that's apparently the worry for next week and like future is that like without the cbs branding and like if it's not on cbs with all yeah, of some the, of these games some of these games are going to be on tnt some right. of these games are going to be on I think NFL Network is going to be carrying some. Mm. Uh, Bleacher Report is carrying some of the games. <laughs> that's that's kind of wild. I didn't know that. Like week one, they clearly went in and it was kind of fascinating to see how much the CBS production value of a football game may have helped because it felt right. from a TV presentation perspective exactly like an NFL game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They they use the same. I remember when the it was like that rectangle that flies towards the screen with the CBS logo and NFL. I remember seeing that with the AAF acronym and I was like re- it threw me a little bit just cuz I had kind of forgotten I wasn't watching N- the NFL. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes into and this is something that I I kind of think about a lot especially when I'm just like going through randomly and like channel surfing and I like linger on ESPN Classic for a second and they're showing uh it's usually NBA an NBA game from like 1995 and how fucking ugly all of the broadcast shit was and how like half the screen was taken up by the score update thing, the score tracker. And it was, it's just always, it always makes me think of how the production package can impact your feeling on the game. Yeah. It's, 
So that that that's definitely one thing I'm worried is going to hurt the league. Mm-hmm. Is that when they don't have the CBS full production team behind them, how amateur is it going to look? Right. Because if you've watched like alternate leagues on deep sports channels, like in the middle of the day, the presentation is lacking. It's usually really bad. And it will, and it affects, it affects, again, it affects how you watch it too. It's harder to follow. I mean, especially if you ever, like, if you try and watch European soccer that is not, um, that is not Premier League in America, it's, it's a little rough. Like, the, the, the channels that have the rights to that stuff don't really spend much money on making it palatable and it, it hurts viewership. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully, I mean, th- this is all like, maybe it's not even going to be relevant. Um, but I hope it's not. Yeah. I hope right. the presentation, I hope the games are just as entertaining as they were without CBS behind them. Mm-hmm. But I, I do legitimately worry. Mm-hmm. Some, something to pay attention to. Yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. I am, I am, I don't know. I So how optimistic are you? Because I am very guardedly optimistic, especially because the games, like if, if it's, if people are this excited about it when the games weren't necessarily competitive, like there's what's going to happen when they are. You know, and when people settle into the rules a little bit more, I don't know. I I am I am guardedly I'm, optimistic. I'm more optimistic than I was at this point last week. Right, I'll say that. This point last week, I was expecting it to basically be one season of unwatchable crap football mm-hmm. that wouldn't pan out. Now, I see the potential for it to go both directions. Right. I I see the potential for it to get worse and lose everything, but I also see the potential for it to actually be what we want it to be. Mm -hmm. A Mm -hmm. good spring alternative of football for us to watch. Like I can, if they do it right, the the foundation appears to be there. Yeah. All they got to do is get more comfortable, get, a little bit more players involved and like keep the presentation good and they can absolutely stick around for some time and potentially grow into a genuine league that people are going to be turning down the NFL for. It's, it's real, it's really selfish, right? For me to say this, but I, God, man, in, in my like dreams, Colin Kaepernick wins his collusion case against the NFL and then immediately signs to the Birmingham iron and, and makes, and makes the Alliance of American football. Like the cool, like if he, (laughs) I don't know, man, Colin Kaepernick has the ability to turn any of these leagues into an instant dynasty. I feel like that'd be my, ah, this is my, my dream. I was, yeah, that's, that's definitely the dream. It's never going to happen. We, we, I tweeted about this a little bit earlier this week, and I actually just saw something by Pro Football Focus that uh, said uh, he apparently asked for twenty million to play. Oh, did he? Which they were never going to give. Him. Yeah, they can't. I mean, and it, it, it's but this like I think the 
the problem I have with Kaepernick in the AAF is that I completely understand why he doesn't want to play there. Yeah. Because it's kind of a no-win situation for him. The people, like, I was having the discussion, and I thought about it, like, this is the kind of league I would have wanted to see Tebow win. Yes. Like, oh, my God, yes. This is, this is the perfect league for players like Tebow. Who Absolutely. may not, who are probably not quite good enough to be NFL starters, but they're good enough to be worth investing in. Right. And like Tebow, if Tebow had come along now, like, and ended up in the AAF as a starting quarterback, this league would be doing bonkers because yeah, all of his fans me? would be watching these games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, he would have been perfect for this. And so a lot of people also was just like, well, why doesn't Cap do it? Like, he'd be a big draw. He's got a lot of fans that want to see him succeed, want to see him play football. But I was thinking about it and like, it's a no win for him because it it hurts like collusion if people don't people want him to play football and he gets down onto a field if he does not play perfectly or close to it basically all of the people who already hate him are just going to be like well it's subpar competition yeah if if he plays very well, people are going to be like, "Well, it's subpar competition. Of course, he's good enough to beat them." Mm-hmm. And if he pl- if he struggles at all, it's going to be like, "See, he wasn't good enough to be on NFL team. He's not getting blackballed. He just sucks." Right. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's also it's also so, like from from his perspective, not only is it a no win um, uh, scenario publicly, right, in terms of how the fans view him, but for him because he is like there's nothing that he has shown that that has made us believe that he is not an NFL caliber talent right why he was a pass away from winning a Super Bowl why would he why would he go to the AAF when one he has a suit against the NFL for collusion and two he is talented enough to play in the NFL like why would he kind of he doesn't need this developmental league. Exactly. He's good enough it's to below start him. for a, a few teams in the league right now. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and this is why I'm saying like it's selfish for me to want him in the AAF because it's, it is not, it's just I want not to watch in his him interest. Play too. I would love to see Kaepernick play football again, but I completely understand why he demanded a lot to play for the league right. and won't do it. Right. And yeah. so... All the people who think who are on Cap's side probably already think he's good enough to play in the NFL, mm. and all the people who hate him probably are, are have already rationalized that he's not good enough to play in the NFL because it helps them not acknowledge the fact of what's really happening. Exactly. Yep. Speaking of uh, players who were not good enough to play in the NFL, and also players who were not good enough to play in the AAF. Uh, you want to talk about our boy now? Our boy? Our boy, Seahack, Chackenberg, the Iceberg. (laughs) Oh my god, I will never get tired of all the Penn State fans who were dying (laughs) on that hill. Yeah. Oh, he, he could have been great. And I'm just like, you know what? When I saw him... On AAF team, I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's found a place where he can finally be okay. No. You know? 
He sucks. He's he sucks bad. He's so in a bad, bad league of subpar players who aren't able to currently make it in the NFL. Uh-huh. He can't do good there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Christian Hackenberg's. Let's let's. I want. I'm gonna go through the. So Christian Hackenberg as a starter had 87 passing yards on the day uh, against who did they play against? Shit. Who did they uh, play against? Memphis lost to, to the Iron. The Iron. Yeah, to to the Birmingham yeah. Iron in a shutout. Uh, players that had more passing yards than Christian Hackenberg, John Wolford of the Arizona Hotshots, who, to be fair, lit it up like he fucking had himself the a shots day. Have potential to be the best team in the league. Yeah, they're going to be fun as hell. Uh, Matt Sims, who had a really shitty day, and we'll talk about how... <laughs> nobody thought was good. Like, I was having a good time dunking on Matt it's, Sims. It's so, it's so good. It's so good. And I remember, like, and this is... Okay, I, I'm just one, gonna want to talk about this now. Just quick sidebar. Remember how I was all excited that Aaron Murray, like the really good quarterback for from the University of Georgia who never made it in the NFL, was gonna get another chance on the Atlanta Legends and how everyone in Atlanta really likes Aaron Murray. Who the fuck is Matt Sims? And how dare they? How dare they start Matt Sims over Aaron Murray? The coward Matt Sims over Aaron Murray. The strong and sexy and wonderful Aaron Murray with the, with the perfect muscular arms. How dare they? I, I, I like checked Atlanta Legends Twitter. There was, they did the post that all sports teams do after they lose a tough game. It's like, all right, you know, back. We'll get them next time. We'll get, we'll, back we'll, to work. Yeah, like back to work tomorrow, you know. Yeah, exactly. And everyone was either like messages of support, like, yeah, you'll get them next time. But the, the, everyone else. 90% of the replies were start Aaron Murray. Start Aaron Murray, cowards! <laughs> did, like, did Phil Sims just, like, put in a... Is Phil Sims on the CBS broadcast team still? Is he in the... I think he, I think he still has a job with CBS, but... Then that's it. Then that explains it. Anymore. Then that fucking explains it. It's, it is the most innocuous conspiracy ever, and I am completely bought in to the fact that as part of the package of CBS airing the uh, the opening weekend of AAF games in prime time on the weekend, that Matt Sims had to start for the Atlanta fucking legends. Anyway, Matt Sims, the bad quarterback, had 126 uh, passing yards to Christian Hackenberg's 87. Uh, Aaron Murray had 38, but he was a backup. Uh Luis Perez also lit it up for the Birmingham Iron, uh, 252 passing yards and uh, 12 rushing. Trent Trent Richardson also uh, 58 rushing yards on the day. Trent Richardson played well. Yeah, he did. Oh man! I actually, I I think this was probably one of the most enjoyable parts of the weekend for me was watching these games and being like, oh hey, that guy. That's yeah. where he is now. Yeah. Oh, hey, I remember him. The very first points in AEF history were an Atlanta Legends field goal kicked by Young Ho Koo. Yeah. Yes. The oh, man, The kicker best great. known for getting cut from San Diego after missing some important game winners. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Also, also best I known saw- for being like everyone, everyone on Twitter, like, was like, oh, fuck, like, fuck yeah, Asian representation in the NFL. And that lasted about, what, two or three weeks? 
Like yep. that was it. <laughs> did did not end well. No. I saw Will Hill. Oh, I man, saw Demontre Moore. Um, I saw Quentin Patton. Um, Raheem Moore mm-hmm. was in there. Obviously Hackenberg and uh, who else Matt remembers Sitt. Zach Stacy? I'm going to be straight honest with you. I didn't know uh, Phil Sims had two offspring. Yeah, me I either. thought only Chris Sims yep. w- was an offspring. I didn't realize there was a Mets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I I enjoyed watching Zach Stacy be kind of okay because he I I kind of he's one of the folks that like so my brother went to Vanderbilt and like I saw him play when I when I visited him uh and then he went to the Rams which is a team I like so I like put out a flyer on him in fantasy football one year and this is how if anyone cares this is how I like builds like a love for players is any player that I take a late round flyer on in fantasy football because I have heard of them or like them and then they have one good season I will stand for them forever forever like they will always be one of my favorite players and that happened with Zach Stacy and then he was instantly bad forever so <laughs> so it was nice to see him him back out there doing doing decent yeah Oh, I saw Matt Asiata. Oh, God, like, yeah, yeah, man. Hell yeah. Matt Asiata. Holy shit, it's Asiago Cheese. Mm. I remember Asiago Cheese. Like, if you, like, just randomly remembering dudes, this is a good league. Yes. Because you'd be like, hey, that guy. Yeah. I guess he still wants to play. Yeah. I guess he's not on an NFL roster. I guess this is what happened to him. If, I honestly didn't know Trent Richardson wasn't on an NFL yeah, roster. Yeah, I thought he was thought on, he was like, a backup somewhere. somewhere. Maybe he was, and he but, just wanted to play. He wanted to start. Shoot. Yeah. I mean, hey, like, that's that's the thing. If you're, like, a second or third stringer who's never really going to have a chance to start on the team you're currently on, mm-hmm. and you really want to play, play here. Yeah. It's, like, it's weird. It's, it's kind of like, it seems like, and this is another best case scenario for the AAF, is... If they're able to poach players like folks do in college, where like this like second string quarterback on an SEC team who is like super good, probably going to go to the NFL, but won't get starting time because, you know, there is a better quarterback in front of him, like transfers to a Big Ten school or a Pac-12 school because he will be an instant starter there. Like, I don't know. That's that's not a bad place for the AAF to be, being honest. And it's a great place to develop. Yep. Like, that's the thing. Because it's not happening with during the NFL season. It's spring football, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's giving these players who aren't seeing playing time during the year a chance to still develop. And, like, this could be a fantastic place to develop quarterbacks or offensive linemen who, because a lot of them are coming in a little too raw for the NFL and they need a little bit more time and it's nice to have a backup who isn't a complete joke, who's never played it down. Like, if you can have a backup who's maybe played a couple seasons in the AAF, so he has something under his belt, you could feel a little bit more confident if something happens to your team, Mm -hmm. if you're you're a starter. I'm just, this is just such a good idea and I honestly love it. I'm I'm I am here for it. It's it's very fun. It is very very 
fun for me. It's also like, like you were saying, man, if, if you're a fan of Deadspin's articles where they do like, let's remember some guys. And I think they made a joke about that. Like when they were covering uh, this weekend or being like, hey, the AAF launches. It is a league of let's remember some guys. A combination of that and like good young talent. I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm like really, 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 really excited for for where it goes. And it's just, I don't know. It's nice to be on the ground floor because it's more exciting that way. It is. We we have a chance to be here and see something blossom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's exciting. There's, the NFL sucks. And it could use something like this to do some things right. Yeah. To show it how to how to adapt how to move forward how to get better and how to not trade joe flacco oh god yeah we, we I, should probably talk about like that right? NFL news we should touch how, on. how is that we're, we're fucking we got 10 minutes left in the podcast how have we not gotten here yet oh no we've done a bad job we were both so excited about the aaf we've done a bad job i'm sorry if, and if uh, hey. I think I mean to be mo- to be fair, moving forward, we'll probably touch on the AAF for a a less period of That's time. That's true. That's true. But it'll be welcome to have something to touch on there while like free agency and all this other nonsense is happening. Mm. But yes, John Elway always thinks his team is just a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. And now he has Joe Flacco, and that's not going. If you want the extended like director's commentary on this. All you got to do is go to twitter.com slash, I believe it's just Spilly. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Twitter.com slash I am Spilly. And then you'll get the whole fucking everything. Everything. That's not where I expect. Not what I expected, but it also makes sense. I, I feel like John Elway is ruining his legacy with bad decisions. And I love it. Oh God, he yeah, he really is. I because you you brought up John Elway, and this is like you and I are the right age to have grown up with like John Elway as a quarterback, like a, a legendary quarterback. And you say John Elway, and the first thing I think of is the guy who thinks he's good at scouting quarterbacks, but actually is an idiot who mm-hmm. looks like a horse. He's made one really good decision, and that was wooing Peyton Manning to Denver. Yes. But, but was it a good decision? Well, it, it's a good decision, but it was also, like, luck, right? I mean, yeah. it, it seems pretty clear that he really did get lucky on that. What was a good decision, you know, it's, it can be both. Like, he, 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 he deserves some credit for managing to get Peyton to come out and stay there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the only thing he's really done, and it bought him a lot of goodwill at the beginning there because they won a Super Bowl out of it and went to another one. But <laughs> ever since then, he does like he played quarterback, but he seems incredibly bad at evaluating. And all, well, all, evaluating and also like, this is going to be my Trevor Simeon stand coming out. He's not good at uh, like he doesn't have a good eye for quarterbacks. He doesn't have a good eye for developing quarterbacks either. And it wasn't just Trevor Simeon. He laid a lot of like mediocre quarterbacks who had the potential to at least be as good as a McCown, uh, like kind of just didn't follow through with them. 
probably because he's in win now mode and and like didn't want to spend the time on it but i think that deserves to be said too it's not it's not all he doesn't have a good eye for quarterbacks it's that he when he takes a flyer on developmental talent he can't follow through with it it's not a good cinch (laughs) which 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 to be fair i mean joe flacco is not a developmental talent we all know what joe flacco is and i mean oh man just old and beat up yeah old beat up a new a new like hotter model in lamar jackson is fucking owning shit down in down in baltimore which i couldn't be happier about do they play do oh man do the broncos and the ravens play next year probably not i I was gonna say the schedule can't be out yet can it like when do they release the teams everyone's playing but they don't know like when okay okay let's see like broncos opponents no they do not play the ravens unless oh my god they're gonna make the playoffs aren't they it's gonna be it's gonna be the broncos and the fucking ravens in a wild card game what what teams are the broncos playing like what division so okay so they've got in order well, not in order, but where they're listed on the site. They've obviously got so they got the Chargers, they got the Chiefs, they got the Raiders. Uh, they're playing against the Jags, uh, the Titans, Lions, uh, Bears, Browns, um, and then they got the Texans, Colts, Packers, Vikings, Bills. I don't know. I think the fact that they're stuck behind that's the that's true. I was just saying like that is. I I have subscribed since uh, 2016 to what is the fucking rule? It's it's a corollary of um, uh, like uh, Murphy's law, um, where whatever will go wrong will. Um, I think it was on Twitter. I think I I coined a term for it. I can't remember what it is. It's I think it's Dingus's corollary. Which is whatever, whatever the stupidest thing, the stupidest thing you can imagine, the stupidest possible thing you can imagine will always happen. Yeah. And that's, that has, that has helped me through these troubled times. So that, that's, that's where I'm coming from with the, you know, the Broncos are going to, are going to make the playoffs and face off against the Ravens and probably the Broncos will win if it's the stupidest thing. And then we'll be talking about is Joe Flacco elite again. Holy shit. It's going to be interesting. It is. I don't think it's going to work. No, it's not. No, it's, it's gonna, obviously it's, it's not be good for memes. Yes. The memes will be fresh. They, they they were talking is Joe Flacco elite on, um, uh, not pardon the interrupt. Highly questionable, highly questionable, a good show that you should watch because Mina Kimes is on it. Uh, Bamani Jones is on it a lot. And uh, Dan Levitard is on it with his very cute dad. It is, it is. Well, that dad has probably like the best job in sports media. He's, he's just a just, silly just fucking Just be goofus. here and be kind of funny and old. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Media, I want to just give a shout out to like media parents, Clint McElroy, uh, Poppy. There are a bunch of others who are just there to be jolly old people folks who are just funny and amazing and and very very occasionally completely humiliate their offspring it is joyful and wonderful and i love it i love it as well sam Mm -hmm. i am 
extremely excited for more AAF football this weekend. What's the should um? We what's the schedule? The let's predict the games. Hell yeah, let's predict the games. What's the schedule? I I should know this, but I, I don't. I am googling it right now. All right, let what me is see. The week two AAF. Okay, so we got Salt Lake at Birmingham, Arizona at Memphis, Orlando at San Antonio, which is actually uh oh no, San Antonio is not the hot shots. Arizona is the hot shots because I was going to say that Arizona is the hot shots. Yeah, and then Atlanta at San Diego. Um. So, there's that. So Salt Lake, Salt Lake at Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham. Bo- uh, so uh, Stallions put up 22 on the Hot Shots. Iron. Uh, ex- the Stallions honestly looked comp- like the the Hot Shots Stallions game was probably the best game yep. of the weekend. Yep. The Hot Shots look great, but the Stallions held their own for most of the game. Mm-hmm. The Iron looked defensively dominant. Yeah against memphis but a lot of that it was hard to tell how much of it was them just playing stellar defense and how much of it was just christian (laughs) (laughs) sucking ass like the quarterback play this weekend was not good no like if you're if you want good quarterback play the aaf might not be and also like that might be a thing that folks settle into we'll see i mean again it's the first it's the first week. It's like new rules, you know. It's, These are players that haven't had much chance to play otherwise, right? Like this is this that'll is something get that better. Could potentially improve as everyone finds their role exactly in this fluctuating situation. Mm-hmm. But uh, Salt Lake Stallions, Birmingham Iron. Honestly, I'm kind of excited to watch. Mm-hmm. That should be good. I th- I think I have to just go with the Iron for now, just because I was impressed. It's hard by to just how stifling their defense was. It's hard to pick against a team like that shut out point, we another don't know team. any like every team that has won is undefeated in their history and yeah every team that has lost has never won a game ever right so this is this is kind of like impossible to really predict in any way yeah for sure for sure but I, i'm with you i think i think Bur- birmingham does have home field advantage too so i think that's that's notable yep. no away team won this past weekend really so. that makes sense yeah Sure. None of the away teams won. Hmm. So, Birmingham Iron have home field advantage. So, obviously, Birmingham Iron, that's a big deal. Uh, the Hot Shots at the Memphis Express. Obviously, well. <laughs> I think this, this is going to be the first away win. Yeah, yeah, it will I, be. I, it's hard to have any faith in the Memphis Express after the performance they put up. And the Hot Shots right. looked like arguably the best team in the, the league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... That one's gonna. That one's gonna be fucking fun. Hopefully, it's a Harlem Globetrotters style beatdown. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Uh, Orlando Apollos at the San Antonio Commanders, both one and zero. So this is going to be interesting. The definitely the Apollos looked much more dominant in their win than the Commanders did, and I know again. I know that that's kind of. It's a weird way to means nothing. Yeah, yeah. Point, so but... like, but what else do we have to go on, really? Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm with the Apollos, unless you think the the Commanders can pull the upset. Um, I think the Apollos should win. Yeah, I think the Apollos can win if they if they pull away if they play like they did against the the Legends mm-hmm. last weekend. I think the Apollos and the Hotshots are the two clear favorites to like lead this league. Yeah, I agree. And then we have the Legends. Versus the fleet. This is this is going to be one that I am obviously because I'm I'm a Legends fan. I am going to be very closely watching for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, 
they have to start Aaron, Aaron Murray. Murray, right? They have to. They have to. And two, both the fleet and the legends put up six points each. Um, so I think, I mean, that tells me yeah, ideally a, it's going to be a competitive a game. 0-1 battle. Yeah. So one of these teams is coming away with a with a uh, 500 record and the other one is going further into the hill. Well, which is tough in a 10-week season, right? Like yeah. that – like already the loser of this ga- game will be in a really, really tough spot to make the playoffs. Especially it's a two-week – like only four teams make the playoffs, right? So like that's – to be fair, that's half the league. It is half the league, but it's also, you know, you you have a very limited amount of time to be in Make the your mark. Yeah, exactly. So I I want to pick the legends. Well, let me let me say this. I'll pick the legends if they start Aaron Murray, which I they would be so it would be so wild if they didn't. I you know, <laughs> but but that's me. I'm I'm, I'm picking the legends. I'm going to take the fleet. Okay. I think I think these teams are fairly evenly matched, but I think the fleet are at home. They are at home. I'm just going to pick the fleet. Okay. I'm going to go with the home team. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that is this week in football. AAF, baby. It's more watchable than you think. Get the the app. I think that's going to be fun. Recommend it. Yep. If you've got nothing to do. Like, if you're struggling to find something to do, if you're around a TV this weekend and you have the ability to watch the games, turn them on. They're, they, it's not perfect. It's not the greatest football you'll ever watch, but it scratches that itch more than satisfactorily. And you probably will enjoy yourself reasonably enough. So, like, it's an endorsement. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. If, if, it, if it's not clear, we both heartily endorse this league. Holy shit. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Let's keep this, this sub-league alive because, honestly, no, nothing but good can really come out of this. That's true. So, if it succeeds, it, it will. it is only going to be a good thing if it succeeds. Mm-hmm. So let's let's give it support. Let's, let's, let's watch it when we have the chance to watch it. And you don't have to like, like let's make this happen. Tweet Sam, tweet with us. Tweet with us. We make you happy. Yes. Uh yeah, and both again, both of us are gonna be tweeting during the broadcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes, S-A-M-G-R-E-S-S-E-S-E-S-E-S. Come come fucking talk talk with me about how they need to start Aaron Murray if they don't, and just like call them cowards the whole the whole time. Uh, I'm also on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave? I'm Dropplay Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Dropplay Dave, on Facebook at Dropplay Comic, on Instagram at Dropplay Dave, and of course on thedropplay.com where I may occasionally make alliance jokes. I've already made one. Hell yeah! This is the time of year where I could probably make more. Let's see it happen, and we'll see you next week. Hey, Jen. Hey, Micah. Remember watching the Friends premiere? No, I never saw that. Oh, but remember those first Wu-Tang solo albums that came out? No, I don't. Remember that terrible Frasier theme song? Oh, my God. Remember I was sent away from home when I was 16, sent to, like, the middle of nowhere, Montana, therapeutic boarding school, none of this rings a bell? Oh, yeah. Join us for I Never Saw That, a podcast about mid-90s pop culture and Montana. What about ER? You saw that, though, right? No!
Hello, I am Colin Parker. And I'm Alex Taylor. And we are the hosts of Journey Under 30. This is a podcast all about us doing what we can to be named in a future Forbes 30 Under 30. On each episode, we take a look at a career of an individual that has been recognized by Forbes. Sometimes we look at careers that we think were overlooked. Or sometimes we talk about the careers that you may not know about, but you should. And in the end, we discuss what we've learned as well as how we can apply to our own career paths as we make our mark in this world. So join us every other Tuesday on whatever podcatching app you choose, and we'll see you on the Forbes. See ya. Bye-bye now.